0: Welcome to the Black and White Podcast, where we seek to filter the gray world around us through God's Word with radical grace, raw truth, and real hope. I'm Denise Pass, and I'm here with my co-host and partner in crime, uh, (laughs) okay, in the gospel, Angela Donatio.
1: It's so great to be back with you, and, and what an amazing interview that we've shared the last couple of weeks, and we're just excited to dig in more about choosing gratitude. This is November. This is more of an emphasis on thanksgiving and gratitude, even though we should be grateful all the time. Yes. So we're excited to share in this episode.
0: Yes. This month, we're discussing how to find peace and gratitude in a chaotic world. In the past two weeks, we explored author Lane Cohe's book, The Disquieted Soul, Paths of Discovery and Deliverance. As our guide. And now, these next few weeks, we're going to home in on gratitude. Not fluffy gratitude, but real gratitude that is born from a humble heart in some hard places. The scripture for this episode is taken from Philippians 4, verses 11 through 13. I'm not saying this because I am in need, for I have learned to be content, whatever the circumstances. I know what it is to be in need, and I know what it is to have plenty. I have learned the secret of being content in any and every situation, whether well-fed or hungry, whether living in plenty or in want. I can do all this through Him who gives me strength. This scripture is one of my favorites Mm -hmm. because it just exudes this place of peace in our souls. And there's hope. Even if we are not normally grateful, content people, which Mm -hmm. probably most of us are not normally naturally like these happy-go-lucky people all the time, we can learn how to be.
1: Yeah, you know, my first Bible study, Denise, is on the book of Philippians. So I love that Mm -hmm. passage. And we all love the quote I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength, but we don't necessarily look at the first part Mm -hmm. of it, which what he's saying is, I can do all things. I can be content in all situations, which is really a heart posture. Mm, Contentment is not what we have or don't have, it's what is the attitude of our heart. I remember when I was a child, I thought, must have been in a youth camp or something. And I heard a message. I can still remember, cultivate and activate an attitude of gratitude. And it stuck with me. And what that means is we can cultivate it. We can activate it. We can grow in it. And Paul learned the secret. There was a secret that he unlocked. And it's God's not trying to hide it from us. He's just saying we have to be active participants in choosing contentment and to choose a different perspective, even when we don't necessarily like our circumstances.
0: Oh, I like that. Now we're all going to go around saying (laughs) that. But you know, the secret he said at the end of that passage we read is, he can do all things through him who gives me strength. I mean, it's not on our own. It isn't something that comes naturally to us. Um, I was thinking about when different times my husband lost his job, Mm. and suddenly we're in a place of seemingly no provision. And you you hear testimonies all the time like this, but that's when you really see God's provision in such an amazing way Mm. out of nowhere, checks in the mail, you know, just supernatural things. and, And the peace he gives you that is so above your circumstances. So, learning to be content at all times. This first focus on gratitude is on provision that we're doing today. And we can grow accustomed to what we have or own and feel like we have a right to it entitlement. Job one twenty one hits on this reality. He said, I was naked when I was born, and I will be naked when I die. The Lord gave these things to me, and he has taken them away. Praise, or blessed be, the name of the Lord. This is such a great line in the song, Blessed be the name of the Lord. But our heart is not always in this place of praising God when things are taken away. It does not compute with our flesh. Why take away a blessing? It feels punitive. And yet, recently, the Lord has been speaking to me about blessings. Everybody likes to win, right? But lose what you win? Not so much. You know, Angela, at your book release party, you know how you had that giveaway. Mm-hmm. And as they prepared to draw the winner for the giveaway, I just breathed in my soul, Lord, mm-hmm. let me win. You know, if you've ever done that, it's like <laughs> you're mouthing your name. Say my name. <laughs> and I mouthed my name as I looked at the gal, and and I won. Mm-hmm. And then the Lord asked me, Why did you want to win? Uh, because I wanted the stuff. <laughs> And then he said, I let you in because I wanted to see what you would do with my blessing. Mm. Y'all, I wanted it all for myself. (laughs) And God said, be faithful with a little, and I will make you faithful with much. Suddenly, my heart wondered why I had wanted to win, why it was important to me. Mm. We all want to win, right? But why? Is it for our glory or to lavish on ourselves or will we have the heart of our Savior and use what he gives to serve and bless others? Now, it's not wrong to win and and receive things, but our hearts, you know, what maybe we can ask the question, God, what do you want me to do with what you've given me? Mm. So convicted, I asked the Lord, who should I give these to? Who needs it? And I offered it to some friends who did not seem like they had much jewelry mm. and there was jewelry in the basket. They didn't want it. I offered it to my daughters. They said, no, you won it. It's yours. (laughs) Then my youngest son gave me an idea of who I could give it to. Mm. Sometimes we want blessings just because we want to be the winner. But seeking to win so we can bless others, far more rewarding. And all that we have is on loan to us. We don't own Mm. anything. We are just stewards.
1: That's so great, Denise. And
0: I was happy you won that. I didn't draw the name, so I had nothing to do with it. But
1: you mentioned something, and it speaks to our motivation. Like, what is our motivation behind wanting something? And, you know, we live in a very blessed country in the United States, and I'm not saying that some of you listening maybe are, are having financial troubles and struggles, and and I've walked through seasons of that. You mentioned that with your, your husband having seasons of being out of a job. But really behind that is we've got to be um, – not only content with God's provision, but to trust His character that He's good to us, and and we we live in a culture that bombards us with constantly needing more—the latest thing, the gadgets, the newest, the whatever, the latest fashions. I'm a, I'm notorious for shopping on QVC, and it's so easy to sit on my couch and just buy the latest thing. But honestly, do we really need anything else? Mm-hmm. We have so much of what we need, and the Bible says He's given us everything we need for godliness. So a lot of what we think is a need is just in our wants column, to be honest, but to trust that God will provide not only what we really want, like you wanted to win and he loved you enough to to give you that, but he would most certainly take care of our needs and we can trust him for that.
0: Oh, so good. So another part of developing gratitude for God's provision in our lives is to keep our expectations in check. We know from God's word that he promises to provide for us, but back to this thought of entitlement, we expect it to look differently. The Israelites wanted different food than God's provision, Mm. and sometimes we are the same way. We want something more or better, and usually definitely more. You know, that's one of those (laughs) things in our culture, um, the consumeristic tendency. And there's a, a beautiful yieldedness in being able to say, God, provide for me as you deem fit. Help me to be faithful with what you give, but not worship what you provide. So expectations can create discontent, but we can cure the expectation monster and cultivate gratitude by following 1 Thessalonians 5.18. Give thanks in all circumstances, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. Just give thanks right in the middle of what seems to be a thankless situation, even when it does not seem to make sense. And ask God to help us see past things and wants. Feelings follow faith. Mm, That's so good. That story you mentioned about the Israelites—not only,
1: you know, did did they struggle to trust God for provision, but then when the manna fell from the sky, Moses said, "Just take what you need for the day." And you know, we'd be the same way. They're like, "Nope, I'm hoarding it up. I'm hoarding it up." (laughs) And it—it was only intended to last for that day. And in the Lord's Mm -hmm. prayer, he says, "Give me this day my daily bread," and that's a reference back to that story in the new in the old testament that god gives us provision we need for the day mm. and our fleshly temptation is is afraid so we hoard and we want more and more is more and more and he's just saying just stay in a posture of dependency on me every day i will provide and that's a much scarier place to live yes. in a place of daily daily dependency on him not only for physical provision but the word of god the bread of life that he offers us and you know, another thing to consider as we cultivate gratitude, which is our choosing, acting this out and, and making a conscious effort to be grateful, to cultivate gratitude for provision is trust. We have to ask ourselves, do we really trust that God knows what is best for us? Do we really trust Him? And all that God graciously gives to us is out of His kindness and goodness, but what we need more than anything is simply Him, and I love the the worship courses that encourage us to not just seek his blessings, but to seek mm. him, not just the giver of the Ugh. gifts, but him himself, you know, not just the gifts, but the giver. And, you know, when I um, was completing my first album, Denise, I was almost done and I hemorrhaged after hysterectomy mm-hmm. nearly bled to death and um, I was recovering and I heard these words in my spirit and I wrote them down on a piece of paper I don't understand how this is in your plan, but I'll trust you anyhow. I can't possibly see what good is meant for me, but I'll trust you anyhow. And that is that reconciling ourselves to this is not how I wanted this to go. Um, I'm laying here recovering. I I've, I've lost half my blood supply. That's a that's a loss. Mm-hmm. And we're wondering why didn't you provide for me? Why didn't you stop that? Where where were you? And He never leaves us. And sometimes He lets us walk through it. But that place of depth of, like you said, that really trusting is, and that, you know, that album was called This Journey, and sometimes it's a journey to trust. We don't just always get there overnight, but it's a commitment to God. I do trust you. I don't understand this. I don't even like this, but help me to still trust you and trust that you are not just good, but you're good to me Mm. and to rest in that goodness of God, even when we don't understand what we're going through.
0: You know, it makes me think about um, people talk about having blind faith. You know, if you trust God or, you know, it's like a crutch, you know, people mm-hmm. use different things, but it's not blind faith because we see God's character. We see his goodness in the pages mm-hmm. of scripture and all around us. But our problem is when it doesn't go the way we think it should, that's where our trust really gets shaken, mm-hmm. you know, and we choose to trust based on who he is. And and that's hard not to look at the waves instead, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm um you know when we are longing for a different provision and perhaps comparison feeds into that discontent distrust is at the root with this feeling of things being unfair if you've ever heard kids say that's not fair you know mm-hmm. and having five kids myself sometimes you know you'll give something to one kid and they're like hey Okay, here's the protocol. Where's mine? Where's mine? <laughs> this kid got that at this age, and so do mm. I. And I'm like, well, actually, <laughs> yeah. I have a right to determine maturity and mm. and your ability to handle that. <laughs> and I think God has that right too. <laughs> I just to say that. <laughs> uh, so this sense of injustice can rob us of gratitude as we feel robbed of a better provision. Mm. And this is something we can deal with in our professions and achievements too, not just our belongings. We love it when God shows us favor. Can we love it when he shows favor to someone Mm -hmm. else? Can we be kingdom-minded and grateful for God's provision for someone else? Because ultimately, God's blessing is not about us. Mm. It is to glorify himself as those around us see his blessing in our response to it.
1: Wow, that's really insightful, Denise. Thank you for sharing that. And I think anytime we start a sentence with, well, I deserve (laughs) or I should, it's probably something akin to entitlement following the rest of that sentence. And you're right, we can feel robbed. Mm -hmm. And if you have a strong sense of justice, it you have a really hard time feeling like, why didn't I get that? But that's a scarcity mentality. And God Mm -hmm. will give us what we need. And it might be a test, you know what I mean? Maybe he has something greater coming, but if we don't pass that test, then he may not be able to trust us with what's coming, you know, later. So when we know God's character, we know that our good father, you know, we sing that he's a good, good father, but do we really believe that he will not allow or disallow anything apart from it being in his perfect will? He has a purpose in all that he provides or
0: does not provide in our lives. And even not in providing his provision. Yeah, that sounds exactly. funny mm-hmm. because of what he's doing in us. You know, I think about Christ, his beloved Son, being sent to go fast for forty days. Mm. You know, I mean, he could have had anything. Yeah, and he willingly knew this was the will of the Father. Mm-hmm. This is what God has allowed, and there's a a purpose in it. Um, can we be like that? Can we say right now in this season? I have less. And I've gone through that many times. Mm. And there's actually so much joy in those seasons. I remember one time um, when my husband came home and said he had lost his job. And I said, hey, this is an exciting adventure. He's (laughs) like, are you crazy? (laughs) But I just felt this huge measure of faith. See, God will give you Mm. the faith you need at that place. Don't try to imagine it apart from His grace. You know, unless you want to go without God's grace, which I wouldn't advise, nope, but nope, nope. but when you're there, I mean he just equips and enables in amazing ways. Because mm-hmm. our God is so good. We just need to redefine what we consider good sometimes. Mm-hmm. We can equate God's goodness with what he gives or takes away, but his goodness is a constant. So like Paul, we can learn to be grateful for whatever God provides and to see God's goodness through it all. Our expectations are laid down when we trust in the giver of it all and humbly ask him what he wants us to do with what he provides. And humility helps us to have a proper view and gratitude again of God's provision. Hmm.
1: It's, just a, it's such a great prayer, just as we kind of conclude this episode, that God would give us the humility, that we would stay in a posture of humility and, and to be thankful for what He has provided for us. And, you know, what is that? Um, great is thy faithfulness. Is that the mm-hmm. old hymn? All I have needed, thy hand is provided. You know, and whether He gives it or He withholds it to trust that he has our best interests at heart. He loves us and he would never, he's never cruel, he's never arbitrary, always has our best interests at heart. Mm. The raw truth is that God's provision is an undeserved gift, not a right. The radical grace is when we deserve punishment, our kind God chooses to bless us with salvation, the greatest gift of all. And the real hope is when we choose gratitude and thankfulness even when things are taken away. Suddenly we find that our hearts overflow with genuine gratitude. You've been listening to the Black and White Podcast where we filter life through the Bible and live life in the freedom of truth.